0: It's Friday night everybody, Everybody. you know what that means, it's Friday night, let's have some fun, let's get together and
1: play a ton.
0: I'm John. And I'm Matt. And we're Friday Night Games. We
1: are two board game enthusiasts who love
0: playing with themselves. Um, you mean board games, right? Yes. What, what what did what did you think I meant? Racquetball, is that what you weren't thinking?
1: Uh, I play racquetball by myself. Why not?
0: Yeah, same here. So, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> John's blushing at that. <sighs> Today a we're going to discuss. Joke, <laughs> All right, today we're going to discuss what makes a good solo board game so interesting to play. We'll dive into a few we've really been enjoying lately and discuss some of our favorite games that offer a solo variant.
1: I also want to talk about if we think every game needs to have a solo variant.
0: And I will answer that question soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Matt, when I think of play board games, I often think of... The interaction and connection with my friends when we play, and, and my family, you know, especially around our Friday nights when we play games together. I know that lately I've been playing a lot of games with my wife and children, and I think what's really cool there, playing games with my kids. Uh, my oldest, you know, we, I played a game of D D with with them, and we we ended up starting to write our own campaign. You know, I'm writing a and D campaign with the four year old, so it's very interesting. But when it comes to playing solo games, I, I, there's something intriguing about it and just try to beat the game alone and not cheating. Cause who's really going to know. Right. Or do I just cheat and, and, call it a day and say I beat the game?
0: Well, I, for me, <laughs> for me, I, you know, I, I'll do take backsies when yeah. I'm playing myself. I'll actually like reset my turns to try and figure out what I could have done differently. Yeah. It's like a learning I've mechanism. I've
1: become used to the idea of playing uh, board games solo, and I actually kind of prefer to do it some nights. So, how do you feel about it?
0: Well, let's let's focus on you all right, for a second. Why, why do you prefer to just do a solo game some nights? Like, are you, is it, like, a solo night, like, instead of playing a Friday night with us, or are you trying to say, like, you know, just on a weekday, or?
1: My job that I have is very routine-based, and my life at home, as, you know, as much as I try to fight it, it's routine based. So I often do not the same. It's not like I'm a mundane
0: do the same thing every day, but it's like, you can admit it. No, well, you know, I like, to, I like to, <laughs> we're, we're all, we all have repetitive things we do.
1: Right. So I know my days are structured. I should say not, it's not like at got, you know, six Oh five. I'm doing this particular thing every day. It's just, I am. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> um, so you know, you know, Fridays I come here to play board games. Mondays we come and record podcasts. Tuesdays usually my date night with my wife, where I'll play board games with her. And then there's days where my wife's off doing something that she wants to do, and sometimes I just end up playing a solo board game because why not? My TV's broken; I can't watch TV. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, someone's telling you to play more games. It's a good thing. Snuck in there and snipped the cords at the back. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in a sense. So obviously you're saying it's a stress-relieving activity for you.
1: Yeah, it just keeps my mind going right like solo board games are like they're they're more like puzzles more than board game like i don't know it's a board game but you're you're trying you're strategizing and trying to solve the puzzle that the game is because it's got to be challenging
0: right right it's it's you versus the game or you versus yourself and you're right it's it is a it is a form of puzzle and it's also a form of learning you're trying to learn something Mm -hmm. i like playing games board games solo a lot and a lot of it has to do with the fact that my job requires me to be In front of a computer all day right and now with you know working from home i'm in front of a computer even more so you know there's there's a fine line that like when i'm on my computer it's also the same location as my workstation so i could be at that location for more than 12 hours a day very easily right so a board game gets me up out of my seat and to do something that doesn't require a screen which is very important to my own sanity before we started doing this a lot more frequently i was re- actually reading a lot of books so i would actually turn off my computer and just go read and that I was i do
1: remember you reading
0: a lot of books yeah man. so i read a lot of like fantasy novels and stuff well well when we were more casually playing games i'll put that in quotes cuz we were still playing <laughs> a lot of games you know, we throw away the social media, throw away the the notes writing for this, throw away our, our stream research, right? Throw all that away. And I had less to do, so I would just dive deep into a fantasy novel to make myself, to get it off that screen. That's important. Now, when I was a teacher, it was the opposite. So as a teacher, I wasn't in front of a computer as often. So with that... You know, I would come home and I would do the same thing I did for a long time, and that was just play a video game to kind of de-stress. I still play video games, but a lot less now than I than I did when I was a teacher. Right. I didn't have that screen time that I have now as computer programmer and as computer programmer or developer, whatever you want to call me. It's a lot more stressful to be on that computer. So I was just like, ah, just give my eyesight a rest. Just get me off this. And now with what we do, and it kind of turned into this as I was reading the books. It's common for me to try and play a solo game to learn the rules to a full game.
1: Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about your journey playing games. So as our rule guy, I noticed that you always play the game we're going to play on Friday uh, solo to get a feel for the rules and to be able to teach us on game night. So let's talk about playing games that have a solo variant that allow you to learn the rules that way. And how does that differ when you're playing a game that doesn't have a solo variant and play that solo to learn the rules
0: to answer that question (laughs) we need to discuss what every game night needs every game night needs a person who's going to learn or knows the rules ahead of time before playing the game because if you don't have that person it is going to be a very unsatisfying experience you don't invite a guest to your house and have them cook your dinner for you (laughs) (laughs) that's true
1: And, I mean, we've had game nights where we've had to sit and read the rules before we
0: played. How much fun was that? Yeah, it was not a lot of fun. And then I've had game nights where people just come in and, like, hey, Matt, learn the rules because they're just lazy and didn't want to do it. And then I'm sitting there missing a great conversation or something. Right. Right. So it actually becomes kind of rude because you're, like, throw the book in your face, like, hey, peon go there and learn the rules so the kings can play you know what I mean (laughs) it's like well maybe if you had given me the game the night before I could have learned the rules right that's how I take it it's almost is like the ultimate offense to me as the rules person because Mm -hmm. I want to be social with the rest of everyone I don't want to be learning the rules by myself for an hour or two and some games can be an hour or two so it's not fair
1: I agree I like I remember the one time to really bring this point home is when we played Trogdor
0: yeah and like
1: for a Game as simple as that game was, the rules were very intensive, and like it was just such a pain in the ass.
0: So, so let me let me flash back to that moment real quick. Normally, there's the five of us, right? We're all here and we and we play. But that night was special because two extra people were here, two people I haven't seen in year, like a year maybe. Right, right, and they're going through things with their life. They had big announcements to tell us or whatever. And so, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, Matt, read these rules.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, sorry, but, you know, like, I'm also, uh, like, if you don't know, I'm also like the the glue of the group. Everyone's friends with me, but not everyone's friends with each other. Right. Right. So, like, if someone comes to my house to play a board game, it's because they're popular. Fr- <laughs> no. <laughs> it's because I uh, collect. I'm a collector of friends. There you go. So, like, if, if someone who we haven't seen in a long time you know, say, comes and plays a game with us, it's my social time to be like, hey, how is your life? <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell me about your life, because I haven't seen you in months, right? What are your stresses? What's going on? How do you feel? What's up? Things like that, you know, reminisce about all the times. But that doesn't happen when we're, you know, we have agendas now, so, like, we want to get through games. But at the same time, it's not fair for someone to be like, hey, we're going to learn a new game. Take these rules and learn it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, god, man, like, I got to learn this. <laughs> You know, I want to talk to this guy. He's only going to be here for another hour. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, and I appreciate it, that because, like, for me to learn a game, I hate reading the rules. I don't learn by reading. I learn by doing, right? So if I'm reading a rule, I often skim. And I'm like, yeah, I got the gist of this game, whatever. And, like, I... I get so frustrated because, you know, I get to a point in the game, I'm like, what the hell is supposed to be going on? I don't know what's going yeah, on. I you, can't find the because you book. skipped that rule. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, right. So I spent a you know, if I'm trying to learn a game, because I, sh- I want to help you out as much as possible. Right. I, thank I'll, you. I'll do a lot of, I'll, I'll watch videos on mm-hmm. how to play or I'll watch like a playthrough of something and get like a basic idea down. So if I'm bringing a new game to you, that I can teach you. I mean, because I hate teaching games as well. But I, I can appreciate the work that you do for us on Friday night. So thank you. Thank
0: you. You know, I I definitely do note that sometimes I notice people actually learning the game slightly ahead of time. Never to the level. I don't think it's ever to my... It's never to my level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's it's helpful to to at least know something. So I'm going to give... I'm just going to say this. So back to the original question... How do you like playing games that don't necessarily have a solo variant? This is the two ways I learn the rules to teach it on a Friday night. I will either play the game solo, and if it doesn't have the solo, then I will play a round or two with two players trying to simulate the game. Mm-hmm. And so let's start with the let's start with the second one. So simulating two players in a game. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. It's one of the worst ways to learn because I'm going through. I'm trying to understand, you know, what is in each hand. I see what's in each hand. You know, I'm trying to understand the game from different perspectives. You don't get that. You can you could definitely easily misinterpret the rules. Because if I misinterpret the rules with one person, I'm probably going to misinterpret the rules with the second person. Right. So little things might get messed up. I do have little tricks. Sometimes I'll have a dice to try to simulate a random action, but usually that makes zero sense. <laughs> the game's just going. I don't like to do that option, and obviously all these, if I really am completely lost, I'll Google or watch a playthrough video to try and understand the rules better, but that isn't always a choice. The other way is to play the solo game. So if the game comes with a solo game, it's a bit more work. Because usually you have to learn the base game plus an extra set of rules to get through the solo game. But I actually think that helps you. How so? So I think like you have to understand the mechanics of the AI or whatever you're playing. It make, kind of makes you re-understand the rules of what you played. So obviously the, the, the AI or whatever you're playing, like if you're playing a game like Scythe, or if you're playing a game like uh, Tapestry, they have their own AI mechanic and mm-hmm. they do different things. But at the same time, you can kind of see how a player should play. So you're following it. So there's a bit more work. They'll have similar phases, but it may carry out completely different.
1: Yeah, I find that especially you know watching you p- or trying to play root solo mm. and working with the mechanical marquee and and it, you know you're playing as if another player's there, just doing certain things in a certain order. I still didn't understand it though. Well, so <laughs> so well
0: the clockwork expand. So John's referring to the clockwork expansion, which is right. a AI opponents for root by letter games. So that's really cool because that kind of helped me understand how to teach you the game. We we comment on this like every podcast episode, right? <laughs> we played the we played Root a long time ago and the rules were super complicated. So when I learned that game, all I had was Root. Mm-hmm. And I had to like go through every single faction and understand the faction before I taught it to everyone. That was impossible. Right. But playing it solo with the with the Clockwork expansion taught me, hey, you just got to read the cards, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know sure. and then it taught you the phases and it taught you just how to read you know down 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 so so think about it. think of the second time me and you played it was me you versus a computer on a Friday night how easy was it for me to teach you the game
1: I still had questions along the way but, but I was able was to answer them right like them pretty quickly. Yeah, I
0: got cool. you in it you understood 75% of it and we were able to just play on that right that's not possible all the time and that was not possible the first time we tried playing heck no Right. <laughs> I have another example too, Fort, which I actually did a demo on August 1st or something crazy. And then we played the game four weeks later with me, you, and Bill. Yeah, And I didn't completely remember everything. So like, yeah, I did read the rule book and I watched a playthrough, but there were still questions in the game, right? So we're playing and then a question comes up and then we all just start questioning it. And I'm like, well, I did this. And then, you know, uh, Bill, who's super competitive, gets really angry <laughs> it's like you can't do that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, you're probably right. But in, you know, he's saying it in a tone that he does not believe me. And it's like, and in my mind, I'm sitting there and in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I get that you're questioning me. Totally get it. But at the same time, please do not be mean to the rules person. <laughs> you know, I, hey,
1: you're not the one that read the rules for this game or played the game at all. Right.
0: Well, you know, I played it one more than you, and, you know, I, I did read the rules, but I can't remember everything, right? And it's like, it didn't have the solo variant. In math, we say repetition makes perfection. Yeah, I didn't have the repetition, so I can't answer some of the questions, right? And that goes to another thing. Don't get angry at your rules person. <laughs> <laughs> you're not playing a video game. Right. You know what I mean? There's no there's no AI in the background keeping checks and balances and everything that's happening. People forget we're humans.
1: So since you play a lot of games solo, do you think every game needs to have that solo variant?
0: You know, I think it's nice to have it. I don't think every game needs to have it. So another way of looking at it is buying a board game is buying a, buying a video game Mm -hmm. and the prices are, Very similar, too. So when I buy a board game, you know, if I'm I'm buying, like, a $50 game, it better have a solo variant. (laughs) Because you're spending a lot of money on it, right? Right. Like, there better be a reason why I'm spending $50. Although there's great games. You know, I'm looking... uh, Parks is on my shelf right now. That's only, like, $30, 30, $40, Mm. right? That's a solo variant right out of the box. So, like, you know, games... That are newer now, there's no excuse not to. Because it's, it's a different form of a video game, really. Right.
1: I got a, I got a side question for you. Sure. And it's going to go back to last week's podcast where we talk about Kickstarter. And I don't know why it makes me so mad when people add Solo Variant as
0: a stretch goal. It shouldn't be. Right. It should already well, be so, in the game, So why right? why does that make you you think it should be there?
1: Okay, so when I see this happening, I already know you guys have written a Solo Variant for this game. Just put it in there. Yeah. Why does it have to be? Oh, I made seven hundred million well, thousand dollars. here I have a solo
0: variant. It's because they're just trying to get people to. They want sometimes people see stretch goals and that. Goals make people excited for the game and, and hopefully the, the idea is you have a stretch goal, you'll promote it to other people so other people buy it. It's like a yeah. form of like viral advertising almost. I get it. I just hey think... John. I just think <laughs> yeah, you need to get this. I just saw you like this game, but you didn't invest. Yeah. How about you... I don't know why this is an Arnold accent, but this is what's coming out. No. You, you, need to, you need to tell all your Arnold friends to buy this game.
1: But I mean, like something like that should just be part like if you're if you're gonna have a solo variant in the game just have a solo variant in the game don't put it as like a stretch goal it's annoying
0: also if you're if you're an older game then an expansion's coming out put this put the solo variant in the expansion too right and, and games are doing that you know root did that for instance So I'm actually pretty happy with that for myself because this is my video game. Right. A lot of people will just play a video game instead. But for me, like I said, you know, and I'm sure there's other people who have the same opinion as me. They're on a computer all day long. You know, nerdy people do nerdy things, which includes programming and playing uh, video games. They probably don't want to be on the computer all day long. Right. They want that interaction. So I, I think they, yes, a solo variant should, I don't know if every game needs it, but I think if you can put it in, please do.
1: Well, that's what your purchasing decision on buying a game?
0: For me, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, lately. So if I buy a game to teach, I actually want it to have a solo variant. And sometimes I will not buy it because it doesn't have a solo <laughs> variant. If if you're listening, you're one of those people who are like, my game doesn't need it. Well, your game better be really, really good, right? It better be like a Stonemeyer game or it better be like a Letter Games game because if it's not... <laughs> I might overlook it
1: so has there been a game that's been your favorite so far that you've played
0: let's let's analyze that for a second so there's solo games and games that have solo mode right so I actually so if we're sticking to the pure solo theme I actually think you have played way more games than me which isn't a lot <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely played way more games than me into this so what do you think about that
1: what what my favorite game has yeah. been mm-hmm
0: um, pure solo pure solo
1: okay so i haven't played too many pure solo games i own i think i own four pure solo pure solo games how, do you know how many games you know how many pure solo games i own zero yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so there's three that i've played more recently than than the four so the four i own are cristallo desolate coffee roaster and friday and the ones i played more recently are desolate coffee roaster and friday so the newer ones i have i think my favorite out of all of them. i don't know it's just because i you know i can play it and get a good score on it it's coffee roaster because <laughs> i'm finding like the solo games that i'm playing are extremely extremely difficult to beat, extremely difficult and i like that i like that the games offer that challenge so when i think of desolate so in that game you are a survivor of a rescue ship that was that's sent to investigate communications that went down at this space station it's a card and dice game so you're you're kind of like betting dice on when you're battling aliens so you kind of flip cards over that kind of explore rooms in the game and sometimes you'll get like uh, extra ammo or extra armor or whatever but then sometimes you'll flip an alien card over and you have to encounter that alien so you be like, oh, okay, so I've got like this much ammo, this much health. I am I think I can beat it. There's numbers on the on the cards that, that will indicate what you should play to beat it or whatever. So you kind of like bet these dice and to roll, roll these dice to beat it. But sometimes you just can't, right? You really have to manage your ammo and your armor to beat that game. And you don't want to spend everything on the first alien either, right? Like, you still have to go through the deck. I played this game probably 10, 12 times, have not beat it yet. And I don't know if I just suck at it or I'm just like all in all the time.
0: On an interesting note, you mentioned Cristallo and I actually played Cristallo. Right and it was really funny because that game so we yeah we we actually demoed it and played it almost uh, a year ago right it's coming out this month from Deepwater Games and so they were actually previewing it on the last Board Game Geek convention nice it's funny because their comments were exactly the same as ours where we're like this is the hardest game I've ever played (laughs) and they said that in the office like maybe one person beat the dragon once so in that game you it's kind of like a interesting crystal crystal like Tetris you're like combining crystal crystals and different patterns to remove crystals from these locked creatures and then once you unlock the creatures if you unlock them all you fight the dragon so people were saying like sometimes they just consider a win just on getting them through the first phase of the game <laughs> getting to the dragon yeah and the second phase is like well it's a bonus <laughs> if you beat it right <laughs> so so i think like maybe in this case desolate's the same way right you can yeah. get it's like you almost have goals. You got so far, and then next time you play, you try to get further.
1: Hit that next, that next uh, spot on that spot on that mountain, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like playing uh, Super Mario. Remember how Super Mario Brothers Three never had a save spot? You always had to keep <laughs> playing through it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same idea. Well, I guess you can. You can rewind your game, though. Just yeah. like the new emulators.
1: Yeah, so Desolate by Grey Gnome Games is fantastic. I actually really... I, as challenging as it is and how frustrated it makes me, it, it flat out says in the description, like, you're, you're most likely going to die. <laughs> right? So you know what you're getting into. But like I said earlier, Coffee Roaster, which is a pool building game where you at the beginning you choose kind of three coffees you want to roast and you're drafting beans and you're trying to manage your your resources, make it the perfect cup of coffee, but balancing out like the water token, smoke token, so you're not over roasting. It's got a really cool mechanic in it where you, where you're, you use the marker on uh, the board that you get to indicate have an idea of how many beans you have in the in your bag so i i really use that to my advantage when i when i'm strategizing my you know when to fill my cup to get to earn the points and it's just like a really nice light it's a lighthearted game for me i can play it really you know quickly and run through the rounds quickly when i first played it i found it very difficult and i was just like i don't know what i'm doing but I also, one of those things, I skimmed the rules and I missed, like, a very important yeah. important
0: rule. I'm like, okay. That was cool. You let me borrow that game. First of all, it's a beautiful-looking game, right? I must admit. And it is a really fun solo game. When I did play it, I actually, like, played three or four in a row and time just flew right by. And I'm like, oh, I actually have to go somewhere right now. <laughs> but it, it just, I guess, like, yeah, the rules are pretty complicated. And I remember you explained something to me because you're like, this rule doesn't make quite much sense. And it had to do with the Steam Right. And then once you explained that to me, I was like, oh, I get how to play now.
1: When we do podcasts, our Achilles heel, I think, is we like to do research a yeah. lot. So it's like, cool, we're doing a podcast on solo games. Let's buy every single solo game we can find. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa back it up. No, we don't we don't buy every solo game we find. <laughs> we look at here's a good game we need to play. We don't we don't own it because there's a million games. Right. <laughs>
1: so I when doing research, everyone's like, gotta play friday gotta play friday gotta play friday so i i picked it up and what's interesting about this game it's a deck building game and it's a pure solo deck building game so you're playing as a character named friday and you have to help robinson crusoe uh survive this island that the ship has like crash landed on Hmm. so you go through you're trying to optimize your deck as you're building it to fight off the threats of the island so there's three different stages there's like green yellow red so it gets harder as the game progresses it's hard on green i haven't
0: passed green yet <laughs> wow maybe you have a rule wrong or something
1: no i like i made sure i did not i watched. Oh, people like,
0: people were saying how hard it is it's just a hard game yeah
1: because okay. right? oh, the deck you start out with has nothing in it very little to beat these cards and like you can get rid of cards to like to beat the threat or whatever but you also lose life when you do that right so you have to like really manage how you're how you're doing that cuz you're going to lose life and then you have all these cards with like negative points in them and you're trying to get the cards with positive points so you can beat the threats later on in the game but after you get to the third threat you then have to fight pirates right so the pirates are randomly drawn at the start of the start of the game and they have enormous health to beat and i just i have to tackle this game because it was so hard i was so frustrated the first time i played it because i'm like if i can't pass the first threat level (laughs) of this game how am i supposed to get to the pirates like just how but that's what i like about the solo games right they're they're difficult because they're hard to beat which means i'm always going back to them because like you said gotta hit that next that next level and now i want to play cristallo again because i haven't played in a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just so maybe I'll to get to that later.
0: Maybe those three are all pure solo games. Which one appealed to you, or which one would you recommend to people?
1: The one I've been looking at the longest was Desolate. Why is that? I saw it when when we first started doing Friday Night Game Podcast. When we were doing a print and play off Board Game Geek, I saw the print and play on it, and I thought the artwork was really cool. So when I was in high school, we had a class. In high school, we were called OAC, so the Ontario Academic Credit, I believe it was called.
0: Wow. How do you even remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it, Otherwise known as grade 13, grade 13. It was supposed to be a replacement for going to university. It, it was a like university prep course, right. or year, basically.
1: Right. So this class, my my art class for it was you have to pick a artist and use them as a mentor to create works of art. So... Basically, the start of the year, we picked a artist. And during the year, we would present artworks that we created based off their style. And one of the artists that I chose was... Uh, what was his name? I think it was Cam DeLeon.
0: Who is that?
1: He did all, all... He did the artwork for Tool's Enema album. Hmm.
0: So yeah. what was that album look like?
1: It's the one that has like... It's got a couple different covers, but it's got, like, the lenticular cover. So when you move it, it, it moves. It has, like, the eyeballs and, like, the TV screen mm-hmm. or whatever. But his artwork was very pen and ink and... Pointillism, so a lot of like dots to build up the gradient in in the image, and that's what this game is. So it's very it's black and white. The artwork is is fantastic. It fits the theme. It's actually kind of like I don't want to say it's terrifying. It's like a horror theme kind of game, right? Mm-hmm. You're in, you're alone in the space station, and you gotta fight these aliens, blah blah blah. But the artwork's just very it's it's very nice to look at, and it caught my eye. And I wish I did the print play when I saw it. Cause uh, it was free, no, <laughs> <at> that time. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. I, I, I really wanted to get the game, so. I purchased off uh, the Game Crafter, which was which was neat. So I got I have the physical copy and all the good components because it comes with a lot of uh, cubes and dice and stuff that you need to play Mm -hmm. the game. So that was the game I looked at the most. I think the game that I would recommend probably to everybody would be Coffee Roaster. It's just a gorgeous game, and you know Stronghold Games did a really good job of remaking it, make it look nice for a modern audience, especially now with all like the micro brew roasteries and stuff like that.
0: Oh, I think you just hinted on. A game that should be made. Huh. Brewery. Make. <laughs> Brewmaster. Yeah,
1: there probably is. Uh, probably. I think, actually, I think there is. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe not. Let's make it. <laughs> nah, we're not making it. <laughs> Let's get serious here. Um, we're
0: content creation, not game creation.
1: That's the game I would recommend the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Friday sounds really cool to me, though. Yeah. Friday actually got me right there. You're like, it's super hard. It's a deck builder. That's right up my alley.
1: Right. So, yeah, I'll play it again. See if I can beat the, the green level. <laughs> if I can't, I'll just throw it at you. <laughs> Literally. Beat it for me. But, yeah, so like you, we were gifted a game. Oh, by who? So, we have a friendly local game store in our city, of Windsor, Ontario, called Tabletop Renaissance. So, if you're ever, ever in the Windsor, Ontario region, check them out. They're located inside Euro's Asian Eatery eatery but solon is also selling some board games so he sells a lot of like the star wars like rpg type games
0: the star wars miniatures by fantasy flight so you know legion x-wing armada
1: yeah and he messaged like hey can i give you guys a copy of gloomhaven jaws of the lion to feature on your podcast and i was like yes i really wanted to try that game i know we want to get into gloomhaven none of us have played it this seemed like a nice entry way into it because it's a light lighter rule set than the actual game and it's to get get us into into the the feel of how the gameplay in gloomhaven is i was like well i can't bring this every friday night cuz we, we have we, we, we have ha- more games to play <laughs>
0: yeah we have a lot of games we to play we have a lot of games it's... to play right
1: so we in this this past couple months we've had a lot of games that we've had a preview uh, we've had a lot of games being sent to being us being sent to us from indie developers like we just did not have the time to dedicate to play 25 scenarios
0: of Gloomhaven which are all an week. hour that's 25 hours even even if i played that solo myself i may not finish that for another month right <laughs> so
1: i'm only on the fourth that's scenario and i be- and it's hard right so i'm i got to play with two characters so the the first four scenarios is teaching you the game so you're playing through the rules and each each scenario adds more rules so you can kind of handle on it but it's actually it's it's very difficult to play right so you're you're trying to manage two characters that do totally 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 different toodly.
0: Toodly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do totally different things but i am having a lot of fun with it i i like it i like being able to try to these dungeon crawler games i honestly didn't think i would like it cuz I you know when we played Pathfinder, I mostly played just so I can hang out with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't necessarily having the fun most fun of times. I didn't like creating the character. I didn't like leveling them up. Leveling them up. You know, some of the scenarios we played were like, eh. and right. sometimes we
0: sat there doing nothing for a long time.
1: Right, and. So I was like, I don't know if I want to dedicate my time to a dungeon crawler game, but this game is actually so much fun. The story, I'm like, I'm right into it and I can't like at the ends. So you have like a map of Gloomhaven and, you know, as you progress along the the game, you put stickers on it. I actually want to, when I'm done, I want to like frame it. Oh, that's cool. Put it up. It'd be
0: kind of cool little thing. So so in ten years you're gonna have that poster in your house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm gonna get back into it real quick, probably this week or next week. I wanna start playing a little bit more. It's I just I, we just got like an influx of games that I, we need to focus. on. Yeah,
0: we on. we actually have we're actually gonna podcast about that at some point. What, probably not soon, but <laughs> but at some point we had it. We have an idea for a podcast about it. So yeah. To that. So
1: I just I just I didn't want Solon to to think we forgot about him. So if you're listening, thank you again for gifting us Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. I am playing it solo, so I'm taking my sweet time with it because I don't have all the time in the world to play board games either, Mm -hmm. right? If anything that I learned that all the solo games I played are extremely hard to play, and and I love that.
0: And you know what? I think that that is a little different from the non-pure solo games. They aren't as hard, I would say. And I noticed that so, you know... Three of my favorites. I'm going to give you three of my favorites. Because everyone loves lists and board game podcasts. So we're going to give you a small little list here of three <laughs> games. My three favorite are, and actually maybe it's four, Marvel Champions slash Arkham Horror. So that style, the living card game, mm-hmm. where you play the scenarios, you have a deck of cards, you make a character and you play. I really like that for Solo. I had a lot of fun playing that game Solo. It's all Discovery. You know, Ar- Arkham Horror has like a, a story that progresses and Marvel Champions has like this arcade really fun feel when I'm playing it. The second one is Root, which I really, really love Root, but unfortunately I can't get that to the table every week, so the solo variant of it kicks butt. It lets me play it whenever I want to play it as yeah. opposed to waiting for everybody else.
1: I like that you liked it because I know we were so frustrated that, that first time we played Right, that it just sort of sat on our shelf for a while. And it was like that game that kind of like, we know we want to play you. <laughs> we know we want to enjoy you, but we just didn't the first time. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you chose to play it solo and get the expansions to learn because I had a blast playing it a couple weeks ago.
0: And then the, the the my favorite of all the games I played that are not pure solo, but... Have solo variants, aeons, and legacy. So so sorry to play play that game. I think what threw me off is
1: you. Uh, I was trying to set it up with the starter pack, and it's like, oh, put everything back in these envelopes. And I was like, where the hell are these envelopes? I threw them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. <laughs>
0: yeah, you had no idea. I, I When I come to think about it, like I actually. So when I finished the game, I bought the reset pack and gave it to John. And I actually was like, John, you have to play this game. I was like so excited. Me John's like, I can't reset the game, bro. (laughs) This game ain't ever going to be played. But that game gave me 10 hours of playthrough, which I did in a, I actually did it in a week. Uh, Actually, just a couple days because I was like, it just, yeah. And time flies, too. Every scenario is going to take you about an hour, hour and a half. Because you have to do, especially if you're continually setting it up and taking down. Which, now I've kind of stopped taking down stuff. I just leave stuff set up for a long time. lets yeah. me play it quicker. But that game was just fantastic. It played I very well.
1: If you want to reset it, then I'll play it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, you gave it back to me. So, uh, did yeah. you give the
1: reset pack back? It's all opened and in there.
0: Yeah, so I'll, so I'll, I'll reset. It. I definitely want to give it back to you to play. Because it is a very easy game to play. Yeah, you'll have
1: to figure it out, but it's all there. Yeah.
0: But anyways, that's my favorite. And if you don't know what that is, it's very simply, it's a deck builder and it's it progresses with a story and, and you play these big bosses. So you have to fight bosses with your decks and I'm not going to ruin anything. Basically, you have magic. And you, you have cards you play to buy more cards and make combos. And the way you win is through comboing. Nice. So it is super fun. How would you say totally earlier? Totally. Totally is totally awesome. Totally. <laughs> Highly recommend it. And that's, that's my favorite solo, non-solo game. But I agree. I think like all the pure solo games, they're made to be hard probably. Because mm-hmm. if they were too easy, then you'd probably feel ripped off after playing it.
1: Yeah. And you know what? And for the most part, they were all a really good price point i mean coffee roaster is a bit expensive but i mean the this the quality of the, the the game is why but all the other solo games i don't think i paid more than 20 dollars for so
0: yeah they're all super cheap they're cheap right even and, uh i think even cristallo's price points coming in really cheap too yeah
1: so if you want to play any awesome solo games we said we had cristallo designed by liberty at lightheart games which is going to be distributed by Deepwater games desolate by great great gnome games Coffee Roaster by Stronghold Games and Friday, that's being distributed by
0: Rio Grande Games. Sweet, yeah. I actually want to borrow Friday now.
1: I will. I'll bring it to you on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday night. Uh. Awesome. Well, thanks, Matt. Well, hey, hey, wait, I
0: want to geek up on something. I went camping this weekend. Yes. Camping? All right. When was the last time you've been camping?
1: Last time I went camp,
0: like car camping, not like, I don't know. Wait, have you been like back? Like backpacking camping?
1: I have been backpacking camping, but I haven't been camping in a long time. Like the last time I went camping was I went to visit my in-laws at their campsite for a day. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really count. But the last time I went camping for myself was my bachelor party. So it was probably like six, seven years ago now. Wow. I don't remember much. I brought a cooler of alcohol, and that was empty by the time I was done. Wow. And the time before that, I went for my buddy's bachelor party, and we polished off three kegs. In a weekend.
0: <laughs> At a campground? Yeah. Wow. What campground was that? Conestoga Lake. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a fun campground. It was a good time. Yeah. Our, our campground was dry, which is fine. That's okay. <laughs> Mainly because they have this large gorge that you could fall down. <laughs> On a funny note, I like to bike in my spare time to try and keep fit somewhat especially in these covid times so two friends and me we decided to go camping and we did a little bike trip so we biked uh we camped two nights and one of the days we biked uh, 100 kilometers nice so that was a lot of work but the campground showers were locked because of (laughs) covid so when we got back we were really dirty and i've been to this campground before and i'm like i have a great idea let's go clean up in the river which is a rapid. So be so one guy's like, "Nah, I'm going to start dinner." I'm like, "All right." So me and the other guy are like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go get cleaned up." So we bike down the river. My friend Mike gets in and he's like he's like, "Dude, this rapid's really strong." I'm like, "No, it's fine." I get in. Boop! Slipper falls off, or uh, <laughs> sandal falls off my my foot, and I'm like, oh! I go to grab it, and as I go to grab it, my other sandal comes off my foot, and I'm like, oh, those are gone, those are lost. So not thinking, I'm like, ah, whatever. They're five dollars sandals. I'm not like I'm losing anything that expensive today. So I'm like, Mike, toss me the shampoo. He tosses me the shampoo. I'm like, oh, on my hair, mix it all up, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna wash my. Uh, I gotta get this out of my hair. Bend down, put my head right in the water, and then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, my glasses. <laughs> I have to hold on to those. Nope. Glasses slip right through my hands and go down the stream. So, luckily, my friend had a waterproof flashlight, but unluckily, he could not find my glasses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> luckily, but yeah, now those glasses are gone.
0: Yeah, so uh, clearly, I was so stupid, I didn't learn my lesson. So but... You might as well should have just drank and not remembering anyway. well it was we couldn't drink it was dry so yeah. but i don't know it was just my, my buddy was like a buddy mike is just like you look so strange because at one moment you're calling yourself stupid because i'm literally sitting there like i'm so stupid like into my hands <laughs> and then i just start laughing like a madman. he said it was very entertaining to watch cause yeah. i'm like because i could have been like they're really upset like oh my glasses are gone that's it it's mm-hmm. like it's but, me yeah my glass. Oh, oh, another no. thing bad in my life <laughs> but i didn't i just made made light of it well so. i'm glad you're safe you
1: didn't drown in the rapid <laughs> break your arms or legs bike riding no you can't
0: get it. i mean that can happen but <laughs> it's a very straight trail let's put it that way yeah so it wasn't it wasn't crazy it wasn't mountain biking it was gravel riding which is different okay yeah it's just like riding on the road but on gravel nice mountain biking is like you can hit a tree you get it really <laughs> hurt
1: get <laughs> hit a tree all right well thank you all for listening if you like what you hear don't forget to leave us a review on apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform if there's a game that you'd like for us to check out or talk about or if you've created a game and want us to preview it let us know by emailing us at Info at FridayNight.Games. And don't forget to check back next Friday for our next episode. And check out our social medias. Instagram, FridayNightGames_official underscore official. And at Twitter, FridayNightGMS. And on our website, FridayNight.Games. So don't forget to check back next Friday for our next episode. And remember, it's Friday night, and let's have some fun.